0: Powered by Buster's Butcher. Good afternoon. We've already had some problems over here on 240 eastbound up by Poplar. Give yourself a little extra time over here. It's been running a little bit slower than normal for this time of the afternoon uh, on 240 eastbound. Again, as you come past Billmore's Parkway, working your way up to Poplar. It's been busy in that construction for the last couple of hours on 55 northbound between Macklemore and South Parkway. Hey, if you get hurt in a car crash, call 901 Attorneys right here in Memphis. They're online, 901attorneys.com. I'm Commander Chuck with your on-time traffic need help with dinner buster's butcher is memphis's new full-service butcher shop offering a curated selection of quality meat cheeses and prepared foods stop by and see why every cut counts at buster's butcher 199 south highland at highland and poplar
1: hi i'm kenny crenshaw the let me kill your weeds guy we've been taking care of lawns in memphis for 40 years now we know memphis grasses bermuda fescue, zoysia, and the weeds that infest them. Want some real Memphis experts to kill your weeds? Give us a call at 382-LAWN. Let me kill your weeds. the phones in a minute we have Andy Groveman who is from Memphis he's been in Israel at his home since before the October 7th attack the Hamas and we're going to be talking to him and get an update we talked to him about a week and a half ago uh, to find out how things are going there let me just update you on what is going on with uh, us and uh, Israel and the conflict in the Mideast house uh passes a resolution affirming support for israel in the very first vote since uh, the new speaker was uh, inducted yesterday um, a and then uh we got a large contingent of explosive ordnance mitigation specialists just deployed out of fort bragg aka fort liberty uh, where is it going to our many outpost and forward ops bases in the middle east along with and Patriot defense batteries, along with advisory brigades related to clearing IEDs and making sure bunker busters are not in ground undetonated, and a knowledge of how to um, breach tunnels um, and uh, go on new missions and bomb sniffing dogs. Uh, They've also got a gas that supposedly enables people in these underground uh, tunnels without killing them for up to six to eight hours which would go a long way in helping to uh, find some of these uh, hostages if they're still alive. Uh, but a lot's going on. And then we've got uh, this the, the, with our young people, which is totally, has me dismayed. 51% of young people, uh, now this is at colleges, side with Hamas over Israel in a conflict, uh, totally uninformed. And I think this has been going on for quite some time in our colleges and universities with our professors, I know I went to the University of Texas, and I remember my father telling me. I grew up in West Texas. He said, "Son, do you realize how liberal the University of Texas is?" I said, "Dad, I grew up in Odessa. You think they're going to have any kind of impact on me? Which they did not. Uh, but a lot of kids aren't as strong in their upbringing or beliefs, and mine have been true for seventy-three years. All right, let's go to the phones. And Andy Groveman in uh, Jerusalem. Good afternoon, Andy. I guess it's early morning for you.
2: Uh, yeah, it's about actually uh, 10 minutes after 11 p.m. here in Israel, and uh, thank you for having me uh, speak to your listeners, Earl.
1: Well, you were so informative the last time, and I've been thinking about you so often, as uh, as we all have been, for everybody in Israel— and, uh, all that you're going through, uh, I know that when we spoke before, you said that most of the rockets could not reach Jerusalem. Uh, they've now said it was a threat of other directions coming in. You are under some threat and, uh, but the rockets are coming in to other parts of Israel. And, uh, last night there was an incursion in with some tanks. They, they went in, to, to uh, take out some tank destroyer weapons and uh, evidently softened things up for an in, an um, intrusion that they many people say could come as early tonight. Do you guys? Do they tell y'all anything there about what's going on, or do you hear rumors, or what? What's the situation?
2: Well, I think uh, the best way to describe the situation, at least uh, since the last time we've spoken, uh, is there's been fourteen hundred uh, men, women, children, babies the elderly, uh, who have been massacred, butchered, tortured, beheaded, mutilated, many women raped repeatedly by Hamas. Uh, There's been over 5,000 injured. There's 226 hostages now, and there's been 8,000 rocket launches towards Israel. And those numbers are really not even including today, where uh, in the last week, Tel Aviv has uh, had any number of barrages uh, fired at them, requiring the population to uh, try to get to their safe rooms in time. So it's just. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, I was saying that the situation. Uh, I think Israel, uh, truthfully, should be applauded for um, not only their resolve, but just the fact that they're giving humanitarian aid uh, uh, a chance uh, to help those Gazans who are not under the thumb of Hamas, and as well, giving an opportunity to try to save the 226 hostages. And so the last week, uh, as the world has been experiencing, uh, you know, it's, uh, the effort is, appears to be on pause, but I can tell you that it seems from what I'm listening to, Israel is uh, getting ready to uh, go in on the ground and uh, continue with their objective, and that is to eliminate Hamas, the terrorist organization, and its infrastructure.
1: Well, and more and more, it comes out that, uh, this was all coordinated through Iran and, uh, that, uh, they even had meetings, I think yesterday, uh, uh, with one of the Ayatollahs and representatives from Hamas and, uh, Hezbollah and that, uh, you know, I, mean, I don't know why our administration is not uh, coming out and saying, "Yeah, we know it." They, and they and we've been we've been attacked seventeen times in the last week uh, at uh, military installations installations of ours in the Middle East. And uh, the Biden administration keeps saying we're, we're going to hit back, but they they haven't done it. And uh, the only thing these folks understand is is uh, strength, and we have not been showing it. I'm, I'm very I'm very concerned about that. What is your thought on it?
2: Look, uh, the Middle East, as as most people know, it's a very complex and dangerous neighborhood, and I think that the world understands that uh, the real power behind all of this is Iran. However, the emergent problem at hand is really dealing with Hamas, uh, who committed these atrocities, uh, namely on civilians, and and then dealing with at the appropriate time. Uh, and hopefully they'll show some restraint. but, uh, you know, Israel is surrounded by countries that really don't want it there. and uh, and so I think that, that being prudent and deliberate and thoughtful uh, is is the proper tactic. I think deterring uh, Hezbollah from entering this war, is of great benefit to Israel if it can be done. And I totally agree with your observation that there's no question that Iran uh is is definitely using Hezbollah and um Hamas as proxies. And of course Iran has their hands in Syria as well. And so it's a it is a very, very dangerous neighborhood.
1: And yet we keep giving Iran and uh, Hamas uh, money and expect it not to be used for anything but humanitarian needs, and we all know that's not true. It it is a very complicated thing, and we've dealt with it for years with countries that hate us, yet we give them money to hope that they will uh, at least go along with what we want them to do. Uh, Just a very subtle way of, of a bribe is all it really is. Uh, But I I want to get into—go ahead.
2: No, I was just going to say that, you know, uh, people are misreading and really don't understand the real face of Hamas. You know, they, they use and abuse and lose hundreds of Palestinian children every year digging those terror tunnels. And believe me, it's a city underneath a city when it comes to that, and it's been corroborated by one of the hostages that was taken and and interviewed. Uh, they simply don't care about their population. Uh, it's very true that Israel is holding uh, a weapons blockade on the Gaza Strip. However, Israel has been letting in food and medicine, Israel for the longest of time has been wanting to let in 1200 trucks a day uh but Hamas only lets in 400 a day this is prior to the uh October 7th uh atrocities but they do that in in order to keep the Palestinian population within Gaza hungry yeah. and angry and they're just extremely manipulative and i think they've shown their true colors and it is as i said the last time we talked it is an evil in this world that needs to be eradicated
1: i agree 100 percent. we're talking with andy groveman who's from memphis he's in jerusalem has been there since before october the seventh attack on israel uh we're going to take a quick break and if you can hang with us and we'll come back and talk about this this Huge, um, well, fifty-one percent of young people um, are siding with Hamas, and why that is, we'll talk about it when we come back. Stay with us. And welcome back on this uh, Thursday afternoon. We've got uh, Andy Groveman, is who is from Memphis, who is uh, in Jerusalem now. He li- has a home there. Lives in. Um, in uh, Israel for uh, large segments of the year, and he's been there since before, October the 7th, and we talked a couple of weeks ago after all this happened, and he was saying, no, we want to stay here. We want to be with our brothers and our sisters and do whatever we can to help, and uh, it is uh, truly a, a monumental effort by everybody in Israel. There's no but no country, even though you're surrounded by people who don't like you, you've got people who live in your country who don't like you. And yet you press on uh, there was a survey that just came out that said 51% of young people in this country side with Hamas over Israel in the conflict as pro-Palestinian protests continue on college campuses and student groups blame Israel for the recent Hamas terror attacks. How do you, how do you do that? How do you, I do? We were just talking about it earlier, 1400 people murdered, slaughtered babies beheaded and they think that's all justified. Uh, it said that, uh, the October 19th poll from Harvard CAPS Harris found a consistent contrast between the views of young adults, aged 18, 24 and older Americans regarding the October 7th attacks. And if that's the case, if, if we're that far apart from our young people, we need to get back in touch with our young people. That's one thing I've got to say. Does it amaze you Andy, that this is happening in, in this country after all these years and and, and our relationship with Israel and the United States having been so strong all these years?
2: You know, Earl, uh, I say to myself many times in different situations, you say things are unbelievable, and yet they're believable. Yeah. And it wasn't all that long ago uh, that I think you can see and understand how a Holocaust could happen. I mean, here it is, not two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, you had 1,400 people, civilians, that were butchered and murdered. And here it is, two weeks later, and the world, and particularly on the university campuses in the United States, because I think the world leaders are standing clearly with Israel, but on the university campuses, it seems that, uh, as you're saying, uh, they're supporting Hamas, having not—it's—it's it's the most virulent type of anti-Semitism, and it's all—it's all, I guess, due to just uh, not understanding the issue, and uh, quite frankly, uh, from my position. I would tell you that it's the leadership and administration of these colleges and universities that first and foremost uh, need to provide security to the uh, Jewish students and those students who uh, come to universities and colleges to learn about the facts. Uh, and, And they need to speak out, and not only speak out, they need to take action. And so it doesn't matter whether it's Rhodes College or the University of Memphis or the University of Tennessee, those administrators need to speak out with a clear voice and provide security and try to get things under control because there are student lives at stake here and it's not you know, it's not a Memphis problem. You see it in yeah. Harvard and NYU. You see it in two, I think even today at Tulane University, uh, it's it's just not imaginable what's going on. It's really not imaginable. And yet, it's happening. it is imaginable.
1: Yeah, this is a soundbite. Uh, Jewish students in a school library where protesters pound on the door. Cut number two, Dylan. <laughs> And that was, uh, they had them in there and, it's, and nobody was, no school security came to their aid. I mean, this, it goes far and beyond, uh, just, uh, being woke and not even wanting somebody else to express their opinion. And it, uh, I really think that, uh, as with our schools, our, our undergraduate schools, our, our primary schools, high schools, uh, that have been slowly taken over by people on the school boards across the country they're starting to take them back. I think the same thing needs to happen with our universities and find out who's running them, who's funding them and, uh, what they're teaching the students. I mean, it's, it's, uh, the Leninism and Stalinism and all these communist ideals that, uh, that seem to keep creeping back into our society. And, and that's how it all got started in Europe, uh, during world war two with the Nazis and the Stalinist and the, and it's you have all that permeating the, the 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 people, and younger people especially are so impressionable and saying, "Well, this is how you solve all the problems, and uh, these are the bad guys, and focus on them, not on this."
2: Yeah, I, I think if I may, uh, I think one of the things that we didn't have to deal with back then that we have to deal with now, which is a, uh, I think. A huge influencer, and that's of course social media. Yep. That that it's so easy to create a narrative, a false narrative, and have it spread so quickly. And uh, it's a, it's a real challenge, and I think it's a challenge that that uh, you know people have to deal with. And I think it just creeped up on everybody. And yes, the universities are. Uh, uh, they just need to get control of of the professors. I mean, the the professors there are, uh, you know, instigators in many cases uh, of of the environment on a college campus, and so it's it, it's really a challenge. And I think that uh, I know the president came out and mentioned something about the anti-Semitism because what we're looking at really is nothing more or nothing less than anti-Semitism and anti-Israel uh, inclinations. and um, the world should take a lesson that that you know people are very quick to forget. and I think it's all of our responsibilities and I pay you a compliment to remind people that the issues are not complicated because the issues are evil versus good. Yeah. And the good the good will prevail. Good will prevail. Right. And and I believe that, I pray for that. I know your listeners believe that and pray for that. And uh, the state of Israel, uh, I'll tell you, uh Earl, if I might digress for a second, uh this past week we were able to visit with injured soldiers and families of hostages that we met with and it just tears your heart really tears your heart to listen to their stories. And, you know, they're resolute. You would think if, you know, personally, if some tragedy befell our family, you know, I would be in a corner just broken. And these people, to a person, yes. while they are in great pain, their resolve is incredible. And they give us strength. When we go to visit them, they're giving us strength as we try to give them strength.
1: Uh, Andy, we got to take a hard break here. We'll come back. I want to pick up right there because they do show strength, and we'll talk about
0: that when we come back. Stay with us. Now, back to the Earl Farrell for Memphis show. Brought to you by Southern Security, your home team credit union, and by Kathy Thurman Edwards State Farm Insurance. Once again, Earl Farrell. And thank you very much, and welcome back. Uh, we're
1: speaking with Andy Grover, who's from Memphis, but he's in Israel, in Jerusalem to be specific, where he has a home. He's been there since uh, before October the 7th attack on Israel by Hamas. Uh, and we were talking about the strength of the Israeli people. And I've noticed that, Andy, when I see these interviews with the relatives of the people who were killed and, 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 and have relatives taken, uh, were captured, they— I mean, I would be distraught and they, they're sitting there, they're composed. They're saying, you know, we just want to get our families back. We want our country back. We want this to end. And I think that is the attitude of most people. But as you said earlier, the way you have to end it is to completely wipe out Hamas. The the Palestinian people don't like them, but they can't do anything about them.
2: Yeah. They're, they're being held hostage. But I think when you talk about Earl, the resolve of the, uh, Israeli people and the population that's here in Israel, it's truly remarkable. And the strength they get can only be from the inner strength given to you by God, because uh, they, to a person, want they don't just talk about getting their family members back, because they do. But I have not met with a family of any hostage that is not talking about All of the hostages get out. And, uh, you know, when you think about it, the fact that Hamas is picking and choosing who they're going to let live and who they're going to let die, those images and that imagery really does take you back to the Holocaust where Mm -hmm. the Nazis would decide who goes to the left to live and who goes to the right to die. And it's just not acceptable. And the Palestinian people... Uh, that are caught in there, and and unfortunately, there is innocent lives being lost, but it's solely on the back of Hamas and not on Israel. There isn't a country in the world that does not have a life to protect its citizens.
1: Absolutely. Uh, We talked briefly on the phone while we were setting up today's interview uh, just about what life is like there now, and and you brought up a very good point that I really hadn't thought about. I mean, you're under attack, and that's certainly true. But all commerce has really stopped. There is, it's, it's like everybody talks about that they're under siege in in Gaza, but you're under siege in Israel because of the war.
2: Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's an untold story. But uh, again, it 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 really speaks to the resilience of the people here, because when you think about it, there are 360,000 people who have been called up to protect the state of Israel, and for all intents and purposes, small businesses, manufacturers, you know, they, uh, most of their workers, or a lot of their workers, are out in the army defending the country. And so, when you couple that with, I mean, today alone in Tel Aviv, they had literally today three barrages of rockets and so it's nearly impossible uh to be able to uh say that the economy can do anything but sputter and yet every person the homeland here is unified every single person is lending a hand to help another person and when you think about the fact that there's been so many evacuees from not only the Gaza border, but, but from the northern border. And so where are these people going? And they're going on very short notice. They're going with sometimes not even the clothes on their back. And so the population, the home, the homeland, the home front, as they call it, every person is trying to meet the needs of every other person. It's It's a beautiful thing to see. And it's a privilege to be able to
1: be part of. When, uh, when you go to the store, and we talked about the last time we chatted, that uh, you go out um, and you'll go as close as you can because you, you, if the attack starts, you have to get back into your bomb shelter. Uh, but when you go there now, are you, are you running short of any kind of supplies or are you pretty much getting what you need?
2: No, we're getting what we need and, and again the environment here in Jerusalem, uh, thank God, is different than the environment uh, of just about any other city in Israel. Uh because quite frankly, uh, you know, we we seem to be uh blessed here in Jerusalem. I um obvious for obvious reasons, the holiest site of uh the uh Muslim world, uh, Al Aqsa Mosque is here and you know, maybe that has something to do with it, but quite frankly, uh we just have gratitude and thankfulness. Uh uh that, you know, our days we try to make as, as regular as possible. And and uh and here in Jerusalem, you know, that's doable. But you know, again, everybody knows someone that's either been injured has been evacuated, it's it's it, it's really a very sad set of circumstances.
1: When you ask for our prayers, what do you want us to pray for?
2: I think you should be praying for, uh, you know, there's two things to prayer. There's the actual prayer, and, of course, we should pray for victory for Israel, and we should pray for the innocent loss of life, and we should also be taking action and we should be reaching out to our congressmen and and telling them to stand squarely with Israel because it's gonna be it's not gonna be as we've just seen and experienced, it's not a one week or two week effort here. We're gonna need the support of the United States, and I'll tell you the president and the administration have been superb. Every single person in their administration They have come over here, they've had visits, they have spoken, and not only spoken, they have delivered serious, serious weaponry uh, to help try to deter uh, Hezbollah and Iran from getting into this thing. And I hope, and I hope your listeners hope and pray and take action uh, that Israel will prevail And uh, with everybody's prayers and actions, uh, we'll all get through this and there'll be brighter days ahead.
1: Well, you certainly have my prayers and I think you have most of the prayers of uh, the people of this country. And uh, we just need to get the word more of the word out to people about what's really going on and not let the propaganda influence these young people and and talk to the young people. Amen. Uh, Amen. Andy Groban, thank you so much for coming back in and sharing with us. And, uh, we, as I said, we're praying for you, you be safe and we'll talk again soon. And I hope it'll be because uh, things are winding down. Thank you all. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back.